0: every freaking time anyhow
1: uh, you always started i was uh, like yeah and then you look at me and you're like do mm-hmm. it do it do it um <laughs> anyhow hey guys uh today we are covering uh Priest Jackson and the titan's curse
0: yeah yet again this is uh, i think <laughs> a trend third book in the series this is one of my favorites
1: second wow. book in the series your least favorite
0: absolutely yes there is a a, a continuation here <laughs> um so yeah um. Let's go ahead and start off with your opinions of the book.
1: Okay, I That's I I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to say it's my favorite so far because well, I liked the first one a lot. Yeah. You. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought that there was a good bit of comedy, uh, within the series. Uh, not only the damn scene but just sort of blackjack in general. Um, I thought that there were there were a lot of ties back to things that were happening before. Uh, Grover got a little bit more a little bit closer to finding pan I thought it was funny when he was like I was drinking coffee uh maybe that'll work and then every single Seder like and his brother is now drinking espresso religiously because of this (laughs) um I I don't know I thought I had I thought I had a lot of cool notes I I it also it threw me for a little bit of a loop sometimes uh like I didn't expect the Lotus Hotel to be brought back in that way I knew it was coming back eventually but didn't expect it like that um, I liked the, with the, the kids of Hades. I thought that was neat. I was surprised that they just straight up got rid of Bianca. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it was a bold move.
0: Just immediately yeah. like,
1: Yet. and I, I really did like the sort of, um, the thing with Talia where it was just like, oh yeah, you turn 15 tomorrow or oh, you turn 16 tomorrow. So if we just make sure you don't age, you will never be the person talked about in the prophecy, mm-hmm. which also sadly gets rid of her and if she ever does come back she better still have that freaking uh like
0: immortality
1: or the oh her shield n- no neither her aesthetic <laughs> it doesn't go with theirs it's completely it literally was like oh she looks like a black raven in the snowfield uh surrounded by all the uh Uh, by all the hunters like don't get rid of her goth or like scene whatever you want to call it (laughs) punk aesthetic don't get rid of that just because she wants to shoot bow and arrows (laughs) it's not fair we need more punk representation
0: (laughs) brett said punk rights because you know who gave the punk rights talia grace there you go anyhow we can go ahead and get started with our usual hop through the, the books plot of course, uh, we start off with my rescue. My, ooh, let's try that. My rescue operation goes very wrong, which of course is uh, kicks off uh, Winter Break. It's also the only book that's set in the winter in, yeah. the, in the main series, which is fun. Um, set in Winter Break, uh, Percy, Annabeth, and Talia are with Percy's mom, driving to Maine uh, to go s- kind of answer Grover's distress call about these two half-bloods that are vibing at this military school. Who are powerful but but they don't know who their parent is um and oh yeah by the way there's a monster who happens to be the principal mm. just vibing real real close to the kids um we get that they are in the middle of a school dance and then we get just <laughs> basically Talia being like come on Grover just dance come <laughs> on and then Percy's like hey Anaba, who should I dance with
1: like that was that was a baby. funny scene it's Like so
2: sweet
0: but anyhow, um, which puts us, of course, into the vice president, uh, the vice president, <laughs> Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike
1: Pence gets a missile launcher.
0: <laughs> yeah. The vice principal gets a missile launcher. Go
1: um, for it. So this one is uh, uh, the vice principal, Dr. Thorne. Uh, they're uh, trying to figure out what exactly he is. They sort of get, um, but uh, he realizes that uh, Nico and Bianca are going to be in danger, and he doesn't want to just have to rely on Talia to do everything for him. So, which is sort of a thing that we see uh, carry through for at least the first half of the book. Um, so he, he gets in front of them, uh, like gets with them, and is like trying to protect them and uh, tell them like what's going on uh, with a little bit of hesitation because obviously it, once they realize what is actually happening, their scent gets stronger to the monsters. Uh, so they get starting at, uh, They start to get attacked by Dr. Thorne, who is a manticore in disguise. And then he pulls out an actual, literal, like, missile launcher and shoots it at children. <laughs> I'm aware he's a monster, but this seems a little extreme.
0: <laughs> Don't you just torture your local youths? <laughs> um, which, of course, that's where we pick up, too, with the Hunters of Artemis roll in. Annabeth, Stomp the dude. Right. Annabeth tackles. No, he's she's on his back. Mm, yes. He then dives off the cliff, taking Annabeth with him. Percy flips out, understandably. One of his best friends just got yoded towards the sea. Um, and we learn that Artemis is like, no, no, no. I don't sense any ill will. He's just stressed. Hello. In fact, I am a goddess, despite the fact I look 12. <laughs> um and then we see in the next chapter is where ultimately we learn a lot about the Hunters of Artemis, which is this band of eternal maidens who just, like, fight crime and go hunting. <laughs> the uh, I feel like this is the, the like, asexual equivalency of, like, be gay, do crime. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, like, be ace and kill some things, I guess.
1: <laughs> be ace, shoot deer.
0: Be ace, shoot deer. Um, and... They basically, um, we see that Bianca makes the decision to join them, much to Percy's kind of, wait, what? No, don't do that, your brother kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like, hey, you're going to leave your brother and uh, never see him again. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, and? I'm going to do it without asking anybody anyway. Bye.
0: Um, which, of course, sets us up to where Artemis is like, all right, well, you guys can hitch a ride to New England or to, to New York with my brother Apollo. He'll be here eventually i guess (laughs) which of course plops us into thalia torches new england Mm -hmm.
1: uh so they're waiting for they're waiting for the sun to rise so apollo can get there and it it sort of confusingly jumps between like the star is gas in the sky slash that's not the case it's me uh i i I didn't quite get that but i nodded and said okay sure (laughs) um uh apollo's cool he's he's like an I, th- I think they said he's, like, an 18-year-old yeah, around there.
0: He, he is, like – I imagine him looking a little bit like a Kyle. Uh, maybe not a Kyle. Maybe, like, a Chad. Like, he's got, like, the ripped muscle shirts. Yeah,
1: I, I could see that. I
0: could see Apollo smashing a Natty Light can to his forehead.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> so he, he rolls up in his, in his like, flaming, uh, like, convertible or something like that. Then trans, uh, transforms it into, like, a charter bus. Uh, to sort of ferry through back to camp because Artemis uh, senses that she has to fight some game uh, and it's, she has to do it alone. So they're getting ready to go back to the camp, uh, loads everybody up, and he's like, hey, Talia, you want to drive? And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and she's obviously shaken up um about something uh but we don't exactly remember what it is yet well,
0: we just assume it's because she is well just scared to drive
1: yeah that, that that's what it's assumed to be at the beginning but right. we find out later what it
0: there's is. like layers of like oh maybe yeah um which of course when they get to camp uh we set up you know to to run into to chiron and he's like hey man um percy tells him like hey listen annabeth um she, in fact, we don't think she got got, but, like, also, I don't know. Um, they show per- <laughs> the cute scene of the, of them being like, okay, Grover, go ahead and take uh, Mr. D'Angelo here to go see our little little intro film. He's like, <laughs> is it PG or G? Because Bianca doesn't like me watching PG movies. And he's like, it's PG. And he's like, yeah, awesome, <laughs> and, like, rolls through. Um, basically, (laughs) Nico D'Angelo's a little... He's like, sick! (laughs) I gotta watch a big movie! movie." Like, Nico is basically a little twerp that I definitely would've kicked, but I love him so much. Um, and we see Mr. D just being very... Like, kind of toss him aside with the demigods. He has no attachment to Annabeth except the fact... Or, sorry, despite the fact that Annabeth has been at camp for years. Chiron is obviously tore up about Annabeth, um... But Mr. is just like, well, meh, oh, well. Um, and Percy's like, I want to go find her. I want to be on the quest to go find her. And Mr. D's like, well, wouldn't it be stupid of us to sacrifice two if she was or you know, another demigod? If she was smart enough to stay alive, she best be smart enough to find her way out, which is, like, rough. We're going to yeah, talk about but... that later. But, um, we, you know, they end up having um, setting up the capture the flag game between the hunters and the campers which are very few in the winter um, and Percy ends up you know wanders back to his cabin and finds that he now has a little device um, to which he can he can send iris messages frequently and he the first person he decides to talk, call is, is Tyson and we learn that like there's some things going on in Poseidon's realm There are a band of very old very evil monsters guarding the uh luke's boat in that there's a war kind of brewing that's what tyson is working in the forges for we see that uh i believe one miss sally jackson may have in fact a love interest um and then of course percy has the dream that luke has manipulated annabeth into holding up the sky um and percy just kind of dwells on that for a hot second and we're set up with the old dead friend comes to visit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. He pops into the to the oracle and is like, "Hey, is that this chapter?" No, that's Sorry, continue, um, Brett. I'm I apologize. I'm no, joking. You're fine. Gun.
1: Uh, so he wakes up uh, and he's he's telling people about his. He tells Grover about his dream. Overhears that uh, Zoe also had a similar dream, uh, which is one of the uh, main hunters. Uh, that Artemis was in trouble. Um, so they're sort of uh, they're sort of like worrying about this, talking to people, trying to get things ready. Um, all the while, while they're uh, prepping for the capture the flag game. So uh, Percy also still a little bit shooken up about things uh, goes to the Oracle, and uh, since everyone else is outside of the cabin right now, and is trying to be like, hey, uh, hey Oracle, old buddy, old friend, old pal, uh, you want to help us out a little bit? You want you want to tell me what's up with Annabeth? Uh, but the Oracle doesn't seem to. Do much doesn't seem to to budge doesn't seem to say much
0: as it is in fact a corpse sitting yes. on a three legged stool <laughs> uh,
1: yeah um so then they they leave for the he's like fine leaves uh then we jump to the capture the flag game where Percy because he he thinks he I don't want to say he thinks he knows better than Talia but Talia has a plan that she sets out and Percy thinks he uh, he sees a better opening and wants to take it and doesn't want to like risk losing just uh, and like standing there like an idiot. So he takes off, uh falls through, Telly gets a little bit mad, they are having like kind of a scrap and getting angry at each other. Uh they're sort of showcasing their powers, getting more and more like uh powerful style <laughs> and then it's stopped because the oracle is up and walking, you know, the corpse and <laughs> speaks a prophecy um to uh Zoe. It's basically like, Hey, um actually, you know, it's it's probably best if we if I if read I it read it, it out, yeah. Uh, five shall go west to the goddess in chains. One shall be lost to the land without rain. The bane of Olympus shows the trail. Campers and hunters combined prevail. The Titans cursed uh, must one withstand, and one shall per- uh, perish by a parent's hand. Uh, oh. So we're we're giving that sort of knowledge drop, and they're like, "Oh, hey, quest time," uh, which then leads into. The next chapter entitled "Everybody Hates Me But the Horse"
0: sounds like a really good, like early '90s sitcom. Like it has the same (laughs) energy as like "Everybody Hates Chris." Um, Probably on purpose.
1: There, and you're all alone. (laughs) A horse will be there to carry you home. (laughs) Everywhere you look.
0: I'm imagining this being sung by one Bob Saget. (laughs) 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 Sorry, the tangent there. Anyhow, so. Uh, we see that um, in this chapter, uh, the oracle just, like, collapses on the ground and, <laughs> you know, back to corpse. Uh, so, you know, Percy's like, well, I want to be on this quest. and They're like, no. <laughs> no, we're not working with a man. Which like, valid. Um, I also distaste <laughs> working with men. <laughs> uh, get out, Brett. Leave. All righty. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so we see that they're like, okay, listen, there are five people to go, three hunters, two campers. That's the fair, that's the fair mix. And Talia's like, well, that's crap, but whatever. Um, they end up, the five are going to be, um, Zoe, Bianca, a huntress, a huntress by the name of Phoebe, and then Talia and Grover. And just so happens that, uh, the day of the quest, or they're going to leave for the quest, uh, Phoebe gets a shirt which is lined with poison. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 she down for the count. So then Percy, with Ann, Annabeth's snappy-dappy little invisible cap, uh, follows them on Blackjack, who... <laughs> convenience, yes. Uh,
1: but uh, before uh, Oh, before he leaving.
0: promises Nico that he will watch over Bianca. He will make sure yes. that Bianca's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you, also, you add a little bit of overlap into... Uh, chapter I? eight and by that I mean the entire chapter oh um, shoot really? No you're fine uh the only thing that's important other than what you've said in chapter eight is that um uh Percy uh blackjack comes in and was like hey Percy there's a uh, there's a cow in the water uh oh, so yeah. then they he, so he takes him to that frees this like sea serpent slash cow Bessie. Bessie uh from the uh uh from this uh thing I, I don't know exactly what it was like a net and then it scutters off never to be mentioned until, like, three-quarters of the way through the book again.
0: Right. And then we get that, um, we see that after we, uh, after the chapters that I had skipped through, um, <laughs> that uh, Zoe is the one driving the bus, even though she looks about 15 years old, <laughs> um, that they are hauling it th- from New York to, I think they're heading to D.C. Yes. Um and then Mr. D pops in and he's like, "Hey Percy. Don't you think I would notice that a child of the big 3 just yeeted out of camp?" And Percy's like, "Honestly, no."
1: Yeah, cuz I don't care. <laughs> because also, this isn't the first time he's done it. In fact, right. I think this what happened is the last third time, time he's done it.
0: Well, well, the first time he was allowed to yeet Oh, that's out true, of camp. that's true. The second time he just Hey Hermes said, "Get lost, kid," so I did. Uh also, the fact that Blackjack is like, hey, by the way, it's the wine dude, and Mr. D is like throwing in line. He's like, the next person or horse that calls me <laughs> wine dude, I swear to God.
1: I thought that was funny. That was so good.
0: Um,
1: I want Mr. D to learn how to play myth- uh, Mythos and Magic as. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with Nico. Oh yes. A so scene you're the- saying that uh, I get 13 mana points if I play this card.
2: <laughs> um.
0: Anyhow, but we see that they end up. Um, touching down and finding in Washington D.C., they find Doctor Thorne and the big crew of baddies that include Luke, that are all basically after Talia um, because she will, in fact, most likely be the one who is the demise to Olympus mm-hmm. at this point, as she will be 16 in a small amount of time. And they're like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get these uh, these hunters dead. We're gonna send an evil beast after them." Uh, can you go get me the teeth of these <clears throat> beasts? And they were like, yeah, sure. And they throw them on the ground and out pop a bunch of tiny little kitten saber tooth tigers. And and then they're like, you imbecile.
1: Get the Different T-Rex teeth. bones.
0: And they're like, oh, yes, here are these evil skeleton monsters and this weird, like, cat beast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Percy's like, oh, no. He body checks one of them to prevent the beast from getting... Mm-hmm. Uh, some of Talia's sent I think
1: I believe so yeah it was the Namenian lion I believe yeah like the there you go. monster
0: and uh, so still an in invisible body checks the general Luke is like Percy Jackson I swear to God <laughs> and then Percy's like I'm out <clears throat> and then next chapter I break a few rocket ships
1: um so Percy is sort of he's like running through this I I thought it was like a museum but it seems mm. to be like a mall sort of place
0: I I imagine like the well because they say mall yeah. Well, I think it's the, I don't know where it's at. I'm going to be honest. It's like it's a gift DC. shop
1: area-ish. I don't know.
0: Maybe uh, it's the Mall of America. Uh, some, something like that. Insert miscellaneous DC thingy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the group, the group uh, meets up and they're sort of like, hey, Percy, you shouldn't be here. We told you not to be here. We don't want to fight with you. And they go, well, too bad I'm here. Uh, so they're sort of, they're running, trying to fight these things. They find out they can't kill the skeletons. They're slicing through them, uh, keep coming back up. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to kill the lion. Its pelt is almost impervious to everything. Uh, Percy comes up with the idea to, well, its mouth can't be impervious. That's that's weird. So he goes and is like, hey, you guys shoot at the mouth. And has everyone sort of try to, to distract it so that Zoe can get a sh- uh, a Arrow directly through the mouth.
0: After, in fact, shoving so much fruit. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> air, like frozen, uh, like um, freeze-dried, freeze-dried, like miscellaneous astronaut food. Yeah,
1: into his mouth to make sure his mouth was still open. <laughs> um, And then they go, okay, well, uh, I guess you're a part of the crew now. Come, in with, uh, come with us. Oh, also, he gets, as a spoiler for, he gets the pelt of the Numenian lion, which he wears as, like, a, like a literally bulletproof fur coat.
0: Right, Um, And then they they decide to yeet out again. Um, They're like, okay, well, we've got to lose these things after us. Um, And they go down to the underground, and Bianca's like, I don't remember this being here when we lived here last summer. And everybody's like, hmm, sus, but okay. Um, They just ignore (laughs) it. It's an
1: entire subway system, but okay. okay.
0: Um, So they they hop trains, and they manage to make it out. And um, they're walking through the lake middle of nowhere, like this, like, outskirts of D.C., this miscellaneous homeless man, who definitely is not, in fact, a god, goes, hey, guys, do you need a ride? That train's getting ready to head on out of here. <laughs> They're like, all right. It is filled with sports cars, like, real nice, very nice cars, and they all are, like, cool, bedtime. <laughs> um, we see that Zoe and – or not Zoe, sorry. Uh, Talia and Percy have a bit of a talk. Uh, we learn that her mom is dead. Um – and Percy's like, okay, cool, great, um, awesome. And she's like, and sh- he says, He's like, is that why? You, is
1: that why you're scared to drive? Cause your mom died in a car crash. Is that why? Because you, you didn't want to die in a car crash too? Like he was extremely blunt about like, right? Like, was like
2: poor Percy. My just- mom's
1: died. My mom died, and I'm sad about that. It's like, cool. Is that, is that why, why, you're why you're afraid? S- is that why you're a little like a little like weenie like 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 you're scared like
0: hey percy um i understand that gabe abused you is that why you're afraid of anybody else coming near you and it's like
1: jesus christ (laughs) yeah like it's uh, i don't think that he meant mean by it but it's Mm. it's sort of a thing it's sort of like a a recurring theme in this that neither talia nor percy knew how to talk to each other like they they were not only were they like extremely different but there was a lot of pressure between the two of them because of not only just being two kids of the big three that technically shouldn't exist but also kids that had a curse and not a curse like a prophecy on them it was like hey one of you's gonna betray the everyone the
0: entirety of olympus and they're like so
1: there's there's they both do not know how to speak to each other or handle each other at all and i think this is just sort of another example of that well
0: and he also he says the thing about luke he's like you know um you know, because they're talking about the the fact that Talia ran into the hunters way back when, mm-hmm. before she died round one, um, and was like, you know, Zoe said that eventually Luke would let me down. And Percy's like, that's harsh, but, like, Zoe was right. Yeah, harsh but fair. And Talia's like, no, she wasn't. Luke never let me down. And mm-hmm. Percy's like, ma'am, we're literally going to have to fight him Point five. I seen him betray I, Annabeth.
1: I, I skipped to the last chapter already. I already know we wipe. Or we like wipe the fool. Like
0: I know it. Um, and she goes. By the way, Percy, think about the fact that Annabeth was about ready to join them too. Think about why she didn't. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, because of course that's the thing for the hunters. You yeah. have to swear off like all love.
1: Yes, not um, only love, but you like, cannot meet with men like for instance Bianca could not see Nico
0: right like she could not see him individually the hunters would have to be in the same vicinity yeah she could not seek out anybody um, and then of course we get
2: um,
0: Apollo returns and he's like hey man take a nap dreams are good <laughs> take a nap buddy hey buddy Just this um, and then Apollo's like you know I'm, I'm using I'm interfering just a little bit here hopefully you'll be across the states in no time <laughs> um and you know that's that um he gets the dream that we see um this random girl and Percy is playing the role of random guy number one and he's trying to beat some ominous big bad that's obviously related to the girl and she's like no you know i'll help you as much as i can and when Percy wakes up, he realizes. Oh, and then we learn that that's where who his blade comes from. When P- Percy wakes up. We learn that the girl was in fact Zoe Nightshade, but he still has no clue who the hero was. But he can't just ask her who the hero was. Of course
1: not, because um, she's 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 feisty, persnickety.
0: She would kill him. Yeah. Uh, which gets us to I snowboard. I go snowboarding with a pig.
1: So so they get there. Uh, they they arrive uh, closer to their, their main goal. Uh, and they have a little bit of like heart to hearts uh, between sort of characters. Uh, but the most important thing that really happens here is they get attacked by a wild boar. Uh, and they're like, whoa, this, this, this fella's weird. But all of a sudden uh, Grover like passes out. Yeah. Uh, and so as they're trying to deal with this, they're uh, Grover's try- like trying to tell them things, but he's like on the floor passed out. And eventually they find out, this isn't a bad thing. This is a gift. And in fact, if we contain this thing, it goes so fast, we will be able to get to our end destination like instantly, basically. Uh, and he's like, cool, who's the gift from? And Grover's like, I'm pretty sure it's Pan, which is like good for him because right. that's like the first time he's actually he's like, felt that, in, like ever.
0: He's like, oh, yes, Pan spoke to me while I was drinking coffee. <laughs>
1: he's like, I will never stop drinking coffee. This is the closest lead we've ever had.
0: Thinking back to your comment, I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic. I just imagine we were sitting there, like you know, like the coffee shakes. Yeah. He's like, uh, I got uh, Pan's got to talk to me. He's got to talk to me. He's gonna like, do it, oh, buddy. Your fifteen glasses of coffee is a little too many. Tone it down. Mm-hmm.
1: You're gonna be you're gonna be having a horrible time later. Like,
0: you're <laughs> the worst case of the.
1: Sh- <laughs> it's gonna be a rough time. You cannot drink that much, Joe.
0: <laughs> Anyhow. So when the when the beast boots him off, um, we get to, or next chapter, uh, we learn that the beast is only going to go so far. They kick he kicks them off, not really, but they get off, and they appear. Um, they're walking toward you know, through the desert, and up rolls this this limo. And they're like, oh, sus. Um, oh, and they realize that Bianca cannot tell them who the last president was.
2: Mm-hmm. Tell you who
0: it is now, but she cannot tell you who it was. Um, up rolls Aries, um, and of course, you know Percy's like, "Hey, how's the ankle healing up, old man? Let's fight!" And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You best hope that my lady won't kick ya." Yeah. Mm, can't say that. Mm. Um, and Percy's like, "Who?" He gets into the into the limo, and here sits Aphrodite, um, whose appearance just shifts to look like whoever you 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 desire. Um, so, and of course, we get a couple of. Uh, there are, it was mentioned multiple times that Aphrodite resembles Annabeth when Percy sees her, mm-hmm. which is like, ooh, there's some hints there. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, you know, the, the actress that I had a crush on in the fifth grade. And, and he talks to Aphrodite, and Aphrodite's like, listen, you have to be careful in my husband's junkyard. Uh, he's very stingy about his stuff. Don't take anything, or they'll kill you. Um, and then Percy's like, "I ain't cool." Um he walks into his friends and he's like, "Okay guys, so we've got to go through the junkyard. Uh don't steal anything." And Zoe's like, "That's not the only reason they came all the way out here." And Grover, most likely using the empathy link, is like, "Hey guys, let's let's uh let's get back to the task at hand to save per- poor Percy from the embarrassment of having to be like, "Oh no, feelings." Mhm. Um we go, we're going through the Hephaestus' junkyard, and we learn that somebody stole something because this giant beast wakes up and is ready to kill them. He is made of just metal, uh, and he does end up killing one of them, Bianca, who stole not the like really shiny, pretty bow she'd be, been looking at, but rather this mythomagic little figurine mm-hmm. is the only one that, that Nico didn't have. And so Bianca D'Angelo died in the desert, and that puts us in, I have a dam problem. Yes.
1: Uh, so they make, it to the, they make it to the Hoover Dam, uh, which, hey, I, I, I'm in there. I know where that is. It's uh, fun. Anyway, that's just a little tidbit there. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're, they're getting through uh, the, the dam. They have a lot of fun. Uh, with with saying like I want to go to the damn snack bar I want to like that it's I want to get a
0: damn t shirt
1: it was it was a fun time the name of the chapter is I have a damn problem which I for I, a
0: reason yes yes
1: um but however while they're there it's not all fun and games uh they sort of get attacked by the skeleton men again now with I believe guns uh, which is <laughs> Armed. yeah that is, that's that's kind of rough um and then uh, so Percy's trying to hide from him. Uh, he gets separated from the group a little bit. Uh, he swipes a sword at a kid that was blowing uh, their nose, which turns out to be say the name
0: Rachel Elizabeth Dare.
1: Yes, Rachel Elizabeth Dare.
0: Who's just vibing? And Who, she's like, "Hey, why'd you hit me with the sword, you heathen?" And but he's why like-
1: didn't it hurt me? And like, so she seems to be somewhat immune to the mist, as we as we see, and later we're told, like, "Oh yeah, that's just how some humans are," like uh, like your mom. Um, Oh, that's something really cool that I I will talk about it later. I forgot about a scene that I really liked. Okay, uh, she helps like him hide from these monsters, uh, and then they they he meets up with the rest of the group. They get cornered, and then he's like, "Hey, those toes are really shiny on those statues. Uh, let let's touch those." Talia, pray to your dad. I just think it'll work. And then the statues of these two angels wake up and go like, "Hey, we're gonna save you." Right. And they save them.
0: Um. Backtrack just a hair. Oh, sorry. Um, we get, of course, that all three Grover, uh, Grover, Talia, and Percy can recite random facts about the Hoover Dam because oh, yes. Annabeth is like, I just love architecture. Um, and then Bessie comes back for oh, yeah. a, like, a little split second, and then um, he runs into a, Percy runs into Athena. He thinks. Um
1: there's a lot happening in chapter. Yeah, as
0: she's giving the like speech on the elevator of like all the history of the building, and. She was Percy's like, "Hey, lady. Um, so like, is there another way out of here?" And she was like, "Did you not listen to any of my speech?" And then he, then she looks at him, and he goes, "Man, her eyes look like Annabeth's." And she goes, "There's always a way out for somebody who is wise." And you're like, hmm, "I wonder who that could be." <laughs> Just um, a really
1: nice old lady, right? And
0: we learn that the the statues were a gift from Athena to Zeus. So we're like, "Oh, Athena's at work here." Um, But that puts us, of course, that the uh, the I wrestle Santa's evil twin, um, which uh, forgot to mention back back when Apollo had popped in. He made this little like spill to Percy, like, "Hey man, there's gonna be this gross old man in San Francisco,
1: San Francisco,
0: who's like he smells awful, but But he'll be able to help you out.
1: (laughs) He smells awful, but in a different way. He's like he's gonna smell like a different
0: flavor of bad. He's gonna
1: smell like burning kelp, basically.
0: Um, And so." Zoe is like, okay, well, you got to go find her. Uh, go, got to go find this bro. So we're going to deck you out in some goodwill donated clothes, mm-hmm. rip them up, rub some gross on you, and you're going to go find him. And Percy's walking around. He's like, ah, here's just a bunch of you know people vibing. And then old Santa looked and was like, oh, disgusting. Percy then grabs a hold of him because that's what you have to do. You can't let go. Man is throwing Percy into the sea and makes the throwaway comment of, why won't you drown? (laughs) Percy's like, I'm the son of Poseidon. He's like, son of a gun. (laughs) That upstart,
1: (sighs) he took my spot.
0: Right. Um, And ends up like wasting the, not really wasting, but he's like, Listen. Where do we find the go- the monster that will bring the end to all the gods? The one that An- that, uh, that mm-hmm. Ar- um, Artemis is trying to hunt. He's like, easy. He's right there. And Percy's like, what the heck, old man? No. And then it and then turns it d- out to be Bessie. Um, and Percy, like, talks to him like, hey, shh. don't, No, stop. Stop talking. Um, and Grover's like, that's not, his name isn't Bessie. <laughs> uh, we learn that, of course, um, this, this. Um, Howl serpent thingy whose name i cannot say um
1: the ophiatoris
0: thank you that sounds so weird <laughs> um i guess it makes sense breaking down the word but anyhow yeah um we learned that it could in fact defeat the gods it gives in mm-hmm. um when you sacrifice it's in like it's entrails. uh it's in fact gives you the ability to be unstoppable. Yes. Like a little chip of, like the little star in Mario.
1: Yeah, you get the <laughs> you get the invincibility to star. But and it, then in the can, form
0: of cow Serpent Man. Yeah,
1: and then you can run through the rest of the, the Pantheon. <laughs>
0: um. And we see kind of the little trick getting played on the mind of of Talia, who is ready. To, you know, it's like kill it, just kill it, just kill it. And she's like, no. Mm-mm. Oh, well, one of the bad guys comes back. That's what it is. One of the bad guys is like, just kill him. You have the power, Dr. Oh, yeah, of Zeus? Dr. Thorne comes yeah. back and he's like, just kill him. And nah. she's like, she's like, ooh, I'm going, I'm going to. And Percy's like, no,
1: don't, don't do that. Don't going to.
0: They send off, they call for Mr. D. Mr. D randomly is like, fine, I guess. He pops in. And yeah, uh, we realize that Zoe... Zoe has the realization that she has to, in fact,. Go home, mm-hmm. and visit the family that has basically ostracized her, um, and of course that brings us to we meet the dragon of the internal bad breath.
1: Uh, so uh, we we learn a little bit more about Zoe's backstory. She was she was sent away from her family. Uh, they and they need something from uh from the the realm. Uh, it's it's like a it's the
2: so, ooh, ooh.
1: so they uh, they need something <laughs> they need something from Mount Orthrus uh, to ensure that they're going to be okay moving on, uh, and they have to uh, end up fighting the dragon that sort of protects Mount Orthrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the original thing is that she always uh, like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down the dragon, I'm gonna make sure everything's okay. Uh, but the dragon's like, you're not one of us anymore. I'm going to attack you.
0: And she's like, "Okay, fine then. We'll just make you mad.
1: Yeah. So, uh so they they fight the dragon's got bad breath. That's a whole thing. Uh she gets scratched uh and Raven. it's like, "Oh, she's she's like, "Oh, it's it's fine. It's fine." But we later find out it's but is, a
2: flesh wound.
1: <laughs> we later find out it is not fine and that it is a poisoned wound that is slowly killing her. Mm-hmm. It's not it doesn't kill her, but it slowly kills. Yeah.
0: And they manage to make it to the mountain to yes. go. And we learn that Zoe's father
1: is, in fact, Atlas. Yes. We also
0: get to see Annabeth's father in that chapter. Is when they run off to see Mr. Chase oh, or yeah, Doctor Chase. That's
1: correct. Yeah. They, so they they go back uh, and they're like, "Well, there's somebody who might be able to help us in this neck of the woods." And it's a uh, Annabeth Chase's father,
0: right? Who does not know that his daughter is missing and in danger. And he's like, "Well, I guess I gotta help now." Here, kids, take my <laughs> car. Have at it. Um, Mr. Chase is so cool. He's just like he's just like a nerd. Um, Zoe's like, Oh yes, this, this battle map is wrong, sir. Um and he's like, What really? She's like, Yeah, I was there, I know. And he's like, oh, oh my god, okay. Which he, I I
2: think
1: I listen, I didn't think I would ever say this. I really like Mr uh, Mr. Dr. Chase. Chase is I think so he's so a cool. fun character.
0: Um anyhow, so as they roll up, um, to the mountain, uh, you know. Percy, the chapter titles I put on a few million extra pounds. They roll up to the to there, and Atlas is like, Haha, You see, daughter, Artemis, who is holding up the sky, is good for nothing." And Percy's like, eh, "Well, come on." Um, we see Tali and Luke start to fight. Um, Percy has decided, "I will ha- I have to free Artemis." Mm-hmm. He breaks her chains, takes the sky from her. Um, even though she's like, don't do it, it's okay. She's like, he's like, no, 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 I got this. Um, and we see that, um, of course, I think it's, yeah, Artemis starts to fight Atlas. All the while, Talia and Luke are continuing to fight. Um, Artemis is able to trick Atlas back underneath the sky. (laughs) Um. Then rolls in Mr. Chase in his little mock military <laughs> helicopter and his bullets made of celestial
1: uh, bronze and just
0: like <laughs>
2: and
1: <laughs> that scene was so cool. He just he just rolls up. He's like, uh, oh. Also, they get uh, Annabeth back. In yeah, this. Annabeth is back. She yes. she is freed once the battle ends. Like they get surrounded, plane comes in, mows down things, he <laughs>
0: out. and Annabeth is good.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say he was like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Annabeth. I melted down your weapons to make the bullet casings, like some of the Celestial Ron things that you just left in the house.
0: I'm just imagining, like, 11-year-old Annabeth with, like, the wall
1: of daggers. Yeah. And also, like, kind of not cool. You melted your daughter's stuff. What?
0: (laughs) Granted, she also had ran away from home. Yeah, but, like...
1: I don't know. When I moved away from college, the worst thing my mom did was, like, sell some Pokemon cards I had.
0: I feel like... If
1: she melted down my, like, my bed frame to make it, like, a cool art project, I think I'd feel a little upset.
0: I wanted to experiment with bullet making. (laughs) I hope you didn't want this.
1: To be fair, in this case, it was an extremely helpful thing, and he was doing it to protect his daughter. So, like, still...
0: and we see, too, that Zoe's dying. Yes. She is not she just dies. from the wound,
1: but she gets her the final finishing thing is a wound from her father, yeah. which ends up fulfilling Probably the
0: prophecy. prophecy. Um, and so, of course, she goes to live amongst the stars. Um, that was sad. I mean, right. that,
1: that made me tear up.
0: And Artemis is like, so. Oh, you cried during Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh... Yes, I did. It,
1: it got me. I was like, dang, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then we're immediately, um, Artemis is like, okay, well, I got to head back to Olympus. It's literally the winter solstice. My, my, I'll meet my, you my guys there. Friend,
1: my good friend died. Anyway, yeah. I have a meeting to attend.
0: Um, and the goddess is like, you know, you did great, Annabeth. You always have a home here. And she's like, yeah, well. And then Artemis is like, well, I guess you did all right too, Percy, for a, for a man. You did all right. <laughs> Um, and then Doctor Chase has the throw like the line where he's like, "She was impressive, though I say I must I still prefer Athena." And I'm like,
1: "Bud, like
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, also, alrighty."
1: Also, like uh, Artemis is like
0: twelve.
1: Supposed... No, no, no. Artemis is looks eighteen. Oh, I okay. She. Oh Ar- yes, by the
0: by the um well, because she only looks twelve when she's around the hunters. I yes, thought is what it was.
1: A- every I I think she was like she took a form that was like. More pleasing to them, uh, her her like natural form that she likes to take is is I believe it said same age as Apollo and mm. I thought they were both eighteen. So,
0: okay, that might have just been me applying my fan thoughts onto it. So yes, fair, so fair. I, yeah, Either I way, um, so uh, out of nowhere pops Blackjack. He's like, "What's up, gang?" Hey, um, I'm back. He's like, "Whoa, what's up?" Oh, I forgot to mention way back when that Grover went with Bessie. To go oh, back yes. to the East Coast uh, to avoid they, Luke.
1: Yes, they they just did not want them having that bargaining chip of accidentally catching uh, Bethy.
0: Bethy. <laughs> Bethy. Bethy. <laughs> uh. Anyhow, so they end up um, flying on the on the Pegasus to to the <laughs> Empire State Building. And they're like, "Oh no, um, Zeus is probably going to try to strike us down. It'll be fine. We've got Talia with us." Uh, they all roll up to the, oh, um, and then we learn that even though Luke had plummeted off this mountain, Annabeth fully believes that he is still alive, mm-hmm. and that, you know, he's under Cronus' spell, and Percy gets a little bit of that, little little bit of jealousy, and he's like, mm, whatever, and then that puts us, of course, into the gods' vote how to kill us.
1: Uh, so, in this, in this sort of meeting, they're uh, going over, and they're like, hey- Good job. Uh, you two are still an extreme threat to us, so we're gonna debate if you should live or die. Um, that's also—I I will say—they first came to the agreement that they uh, are going to do something about the uh, Titans coming back. Like they—they they have agreed that that must happen. Uh, but they also uh, now with Bessie, like with them, they're trying to decide if they should just kill it now to make sure that nobody can ever use its power, uh, or if they should keep it like. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Hostage is the word, but they keep it keep safe it no, and protected, so nobody can use little, it against them. Little, a cute little aquarium. They. Say. I feel like
0: that has the same vibe as like when when college girls put fish in bottles, like ran out bottles of Tito's. <laughs> like I know, I know that the gods did not, in fact, put the cow serpent in a bottle of Tito's. However, <laughs> <laughs> image.
1: Um. But uh. But yeah. So they're they're sort of debating all these things, and Percy steps up to the plane and is like one. I don't want to die. Two, I don't want to die. And three, you probably should be nice to that serpent, like. uh, It's innocent. Yeah, he also he brings up the argument that like, uh, that both killing them and killing the the thing just because it could be bad later is kind of like Chronos. Yeah, literally like eating your kids because you heard one of them would usurp them one day. So like, they go. Zeus, Zeus is taken aback by that when he's like. Well, dang. Okay, Apollo? gotta think about this for a second. So they decide to uh, keep so nobody has like any specific bargaining power over it. To keep uh, Bessie in uh, Olympus in a little container, and that after like some convincing by parties such as like uh, I think I think it was Artemis and Ares made some decent points.
0: Uh, uh, Artemis. And- Artemis,
1: not Ares. Artemis and Apollo. Um, yeah, are like, hey, I think they deserve some praise. Right. Uh, so they uh, they throw a party uh for everybody and i think that's i think that's the end of that
0: chapter yeah
1: which then leads into uh
0: the last one i get a new enemy yes um when and i get a new enemy of course they go back to camp and they're they're you know recounting the quest and then mm-hmm. little nico walks up and he's like where's bianca and Percy's like, hey, buddy, listen, I am so sorry. I tried. He had, Nico just freaks out. He's like, you told me you would protect her. You told me she would come back alive. And now she's dead because of you. It should be you dead. Like, this poor kid has some fresh trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, Percy hands him the statue that she got for him that, you know, that Bianca had given Percy to give to Nico. Nico throws it on the ground. Skeletons come. They're chasing after Percy. And Nico's like, you're trying to get me killed too. And boy just has a panic and just screams no. The, they just disappear. And mm-hmm. Percy's
2: like.
1: He opens a, a literal cool. pit to Hades. And they fall in. This 10-year-old sentenced these creatures to the depths of hell.
0: Yeah. Um, and Percy's like,
1: it's Poseidon too. <laughs> so wild.
0: No, yeah, no. Uh, it's, kids, a it's kids, Hades. A, yeah, kids, a son of Hades. Um, and of course Nico's like, I knew she was dead. I could feel her being judged in the fields of um, Adosophel?
1: Yes, I think so. Uh,
0: however you say it. Um, and uh, the
1: fields of apostrophe.
0: Apostrophe. Um, a defido. Um, but anyhow. Uh, and then Nico just runs away from camp. And Percy's like, well. Okay. And Annabeth's like, Percy, you have to tell somebody he ran away. Percy's like, well, we'll tell Chiron he ran away, but I'm not telling him why. Yeah. I'm not, they don't need to know that who his parentage is. And Annabeth's like, well, he might be a, the child of the prophecy, not you. And Percy's like, no, 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 It's me. I claimed it. It's mine. I don't care anymore. There's no more of this in between. It's me.
1: The book series is named after me.
0: Right. He's like, I'm writing my own books. And then Annabeth just goes. Okay. Alrighty.
1: Well, we got to go find him. And then the book ends.
0: Yep. And then with that. And then, oh, and then Grover walks in. He's like, I have heard the words of Pan. And everybody's like, what, really? And he's like, three words. I await you. And then that's where the book ends. Yes. Yeah, I await you. And that's it. That's the book. And we're back to our usual Harry Potter runtime of book <laughs> summaries. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Uh, well, we, can, we can trim some of that up. No.
0: <laughs> It'll be all right. Um, anyhow. So I guess, where do we want to start? I guess we should go ahead and start with our main theme. Yes,
1: let's go with main theme.
0: So our main theme for the book is loyalties and like abuse of loyalties.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and of course we see, we learn right up front, Athena tells us exactly what Percy's flaw is. Yes. He is loyal to a fault, um, which makes sense. Boy snuck out of camp, mm-hmm. um, put his life in danger just to save Annabeth, who probably might have been dead.
1: It's and it's not the first time he did this. He did this with the Grover as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when he did, he went and got a he went and got a quest to save his mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's a reason that Percy continues to throw himself on these like crazy, you know, wild bangers yeah. of a quest. But um, we see Percy's anim- loyalty to Annabeth in this book even though we don't get a lot of annabeth and we really don't get a lot of development on percy in this book we see a lot of their relationship the loyalty between the two of them kind of shift not shift but like i just think of it very much of like you had that one friend like in your childhood that you became really close to and you're like oh no these are not just friend feelings Mm oh and it just kind of builds from there Mm -hmm. it's very it's very sweet they're but do you have any comments on Percy's loyalty to Annabeth? Um,
1: or? I don't think anything. I don't think anything from Percy to Annabeth. But I would like to talk about the next sort of thing that we have in loyalty, mm-hmm. which is the loyalty of the hunters to Artemis and okay. vice versa, Artemis's loyalty to the hunters. Okay. Um. So, and also kudos to uh, Riordan uh, for not saying like, oh, they're the huntresses and like making like extra like points on that. I think that it is nice to like. Just give them, just give them they're the title. Hunters. Yeah, they're they're just hunters. There's nothing like special about that. Like, and it, I don't know I thought that's nice, but I'm also the dude, so like <laughs> in my in my opinion on that doesn't matter as much. Um, but I think that uh, the 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 hunt the hunters like the entire time they're like, I, we don't want you to go alone, Artemis. Like they they trust her fully. That they know that she's going to be okay, or at least hope she's going to be okay. But they still do not want to leave her side. They want to be with her no matter what. Uh, they only begrudgingly leave at, as a direct order and still don't really like their time at Camp Half-Blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but even still, they're, like, sort of trying to band together and stay cheery. The only time they sort of drop off of that demeanor is when they, uh, like, get the news of the dream that Artemis might not be okay and later when the Oracle gets it. Uh, but even then, they're still, like, they are determined and they uh, they, like instantly have choices of who they're going to send there is not much deliberation and nobody is really like upset about that uh even when the like the new bianca joins them they're still like yeah sure that, that's fine like there's no animosity they're only doing what is best for artemis and i think i think later it's also important like uh, obviously there's a large bond there but artemis is like extremely upset she's not just like Oh, darn, but the prophecy is the prophecy when Zoe dies she is like actually upset she like right. she is like trying to use her healing powers and this like uh like can't manage to do anything until uh and then she's like, it's okay. just let me go. I died to my father. It was the prophecy after all uh, Well,
0: and it's like one of those things too is we see a lot of like you said like as much as the hunters are loyal to Artemis Artemis is loyal to them mm-hmm. she she's she's the one who decides I don't want you guys anywhere near this mm-hmm. please just go be safe at camp mm-hmm. i will come get you um she, after this is over and yeah. and even the and even the hunters that aren't aren't hers yet are the ones that she's like you know out to get mm-hmm. that sounds very that has a very negative connotation she, yeah she's
1: trying to recruit them
0: um the ones that she's like hey you would be amazing among my ranks um with thalia specifically she's like you know um well actually with annabeth more so uh, Artemis is like listen you would be a great hunter but I understand and it's just very it's very mm-hmm. sweet I and of course Artemis doesn't bat an eye to take the place of Annabeth under the sky
1: yeah like not at all like she's as
0: soon as she sees her she's like okay I
1: know what I'm doing I know why I'm here and even though she doesn't like necessarily like Percy she's still like hey no you you can't take this away like you shouldn't be like trying to take this way away from me it's right. like it's what I need to be doing right now
0: well, I don't I wouldn't say that that Artemis hated Percy. I think it's very because she also keeps the hunters from just killing him when they think she he disrespects her, Mm -hmm. and she's like, no, 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 ladies, he's just he is going through trauma. It's okay, Um, and she talks very civilly to him, which is Mm -hmm. like. Um, I, I, like we said yeah, earlier, it, Artemis is probably one of my favorite, favorite mm-hmm. of the gods. She's Ar- just Ar- always very like, fun. <laughs> she's just always like, hey guys, uh, let's vibe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she also, she did not need to do much. She could have just been like, we will forever honor Zoe uh, and like make a plaque to her. No, she immortalizes her in the stars, like constellation and all. I think that was really cool. I liked that a lot.
0: Um, which is actually pretty common. Um, oddly enough, it's pretty common theme in Greek mythology. That um, deceased hunters get oh, their geez. place among the stars. I like that. It's really I. That's one of my favorite aspects of Greek mythology. But um, and of course we see that the hunters also create a little bit of tension, mm-hmm. uh, specifically between uh, for for Thalia or Thalia, um, specifically between Thalia and Zoe. There's a lot of ten- underlying tension there because, like I said in the in the review, Zoe's like. Luke will betray you like all men do. And Talia's like, ah, nope, he won't. <laughs> he does. Um, and we see Talia call that out to Percy. Like, Annabeth got the same offer I did. Why did she choose to stay? Think about that. Um, and I think that shows a lot of the loyalty between Talia and Annabeth, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We see, we, we get a lot more into their, their, like, not necessarily friendship, but their history a little bit, too, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, we see how close Talia and and Annabeth and Luke were, um, which also I think plays into the other, one of the other big, like, loyalties we have to discuss this section is Luke's, Luke and Annabeth's, not really loyalty, but how Luke uses Annabeth's loyalty to him to betray, you know, to Mm -hmm. literally attempt to get her murdered, um. Luke plays on that emotion to be like, "Hey, Annabeth, come take the sky." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god, you look so weak. You look like you're about ready to die." And he's like, "Cuz I am. You know, it'll help me. You, you could teamwork it." And then he's <laughs> like, "Oh, thank god. Get wrecked." And like walks away. I oh, I hate Luke so much. Um, but yeah. I don't have any comment on that one or no
1: No, I mean not really. Uh Luke is the worst. Yeah. What's our runtime at right now? Uh,
0: 53
1: okay luke is a <laughs> luke's a real ding
0: <laughs> that's why you needed the runtime yes okay <laughs> um to see if you had to censor yeah he's the worst um and i guess I, uh, he only gets worse as this goes on blah, blah, blah. yeah uh, yeah no this is a luke hate account he does uh, it's it, it, not
1: only that but like he did he did the same thing that like um I can't remember, Polyphemus Mm -hmm. uh, did, which is that, like, it was like, hey, come on. Like, he he used a lot of stuff on Tali to be like, please, please, please don't do this. And she's like, okay. And as soon as she, like, lowers her, her guard, he, like, attacks again. Right. And, like, it's, he's, like, using every ounce of manipulation that he can think of. And it's. I disgusting. mean, I, yeah, I was gonna say I can't really I can't really say it uh, any like better than you already did. It's disgusting. It's gross.
0: Mm-hmm. And it kind of I don't know. It reminds me a lot of grooming. Like mm-hmm. obviously he, I think he, it's very obvious the fact he attempted to groom Annabeth when, or he was grooming Annabeth when she was younger. Mm-hmm. After to sort of would,
1: join the side, right? Yeah. Like,
0: hey, I am one of your best friends. Look at look at this. I know that you have this crush on me. Look at look at all the great things that I can give you. Come on fall to my side you would be all powerful which is more from the last book Mm -hmm. and then he plays on the emotional manipulation to that you don't want me to die Mm -hmm. i've always been there for you you don't want me to die and i just disgusting. it's
1: i mean it's rough and yet again it is a it is like a clear sort of like uh like parallel to uh to percy of like this is this is what happens if Percy has all this trust with people and all this loyalty this is what happens if it just went a different way if he decided to use all of what he had against people
0: right if he decided to use if Percy decided to use that the the trust and the love that people had for him to benefit him yes in other than just like communal ways mm-hmm. then, yeah um, and I guess another big loyalty that to kind of like not really loyalty but play on I don't know how to phrase this. Going into this conversation about Bianca and Nico.
1: Oh, yeah. I would say this is, uh, I, I don't know how to, you're right, though. This is not quite loyalty between Bianca and Nico, but it is a sort of camaraderie it's, that they both had. because.
0: Well, it's almost like Bianca, is it is a, not a burden. I'm not, there's a word, and it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of it. This, like, weight on her responsibility for her <laughs> that, okay I wasn't quite sure okay this like 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 Bianca has this like t- neat, like she's like I I understand that it is my duty to take care of my brother but I'm not happy about it I don't get to be what I want to be mm-hmm. and then and she still and she tells Percy like the only reason I even joined the hunters was because I could see that Nico would have this community with you that's that's and personally I mean, it's
1: it is it makes sense somewhat. Right, but there's also twelve. Yeah. So there's like, also a very short window of time between these things. Right. Uh, for, I feel like if she was once again, she's twelve. I'm not gonna like judge her as like as a full adult here. But right. like the decisions that she makes, um she doesn't like she doesn't even like ask her brother about like, Hey, would you be okay if I did this? And obviously it is still a personal choice. Right. But it wasn't like a it wasn't like a make a decision right here now sort of thing. It was a you could have waited. I mean she was still trying to recruit Talia and in the end did. Uh, right. like I'm sure she could have waited at least until you get things settled in.
0: Right. Like until you see that Nico has this community mm-hmm. on camp. And we can already see that I mean, obviously but the end he doesn't. He leaves camp. He turns his he turns away from camp. Because Nico has – despite how angry Nico gets with Bianca's decision, he still is loyal to her. And it's the broken trust of, like, to Percy that causes Nico, I think, to ultimately be like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how did you like the, like, kind of like the the subtle hints to their parentage? Switch topics here.
1: I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was, I thought it was neat. I, I didn't really think about, um, the sort of like why Bianca was the only one that could have, could have killed the skeleton. That didn't really pass uh, like think much about it. Uh, but I, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was cool. I thought it, I thought it was well weaved in there. Um, although I was picking up on a lot more probably because previously I did make the assumption that since I knew Nico is Goth in most art that I've seen of him, <laughs> he is most likely a child of Hades. Um, but uh, I, I I thought it was I thought it was well done.
0: And I never, I didn't actually, I did not realize this until this reread that the statue that Bianca gives him is the, this, you know, the the statue Bianca gives Percy to give to Nico is of Hades. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm like, oh, that's a nice little little subtlety. Um, but yeah, that's just a little. Yeah, a little I, bit I thought there. it was nice. Um, now, one thing I do want to talk about, and I think this will be kind of one of our last points before we get into characters is the the godly interference in this yes. in this quest? There is a lot of it.
1: There's there's a lot more than there like ever has been really.
0: Right. And I don't know if that's because of the fact that Artemis is re- like I mean heavily involved in it. I mean uh, even unintentionally, I think maybe that plays into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we see obviously Aphrodite only cares about Percy's reasoning for being on this quest. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Hmm." Hmm. It's because you're in love with Anabeth. That's the only reason you decided to you know, come across the country and attempt to sacrifice your life. And he was like, No, no, we're here to save Artemis. And she was like, hm, Yeah, okay. And he's like, Okay, well, I'm here to save Anabeth. Like, That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Athena helps out.
1: Yeah, Athena in disguise. Which they don't really say if like. If uh, Athena made that aware to the others, but presumably not since she was in disguise right. and wasn't supposed to. We a- got Apollo. Apollo.
0: Oh, my gosh. Apollo lays such a heavy hand in the quest.
1: He, he literally sits there and says, hey, these are some prophecies. I'm going to tell you this right now. And then I'm going to tell you more prophecies later while disguises a guy named Fred. And I, I, I get it. It's his, his sister has been captured. Right. And the other gods aren't really doing much. Um, which is
0: what I could only that's what I attribute at yeah. least to Apollo and probably Athena's involvedness in this.
1: But but you're right, there is a lot of sort of godly intervention in this one. Well,
0: and there's even the like between the, the between Talia and and Percy, the um, obviously Zeus answers Talia's prayer mm-hmm. and Poseidon answers Percy's and allows Grover and Bessie to get across the country. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I just – it's so I – don't, I don't know what to make of it. And like I, I said – I guess it's just because of Artemis's very, like, the reliance on the success of this mm-hmm. quest.
1: Uh, what I what I interpreted it as, at the very least when I read it, was that it is supposed to show this sort of, like, breaking down of the rules that the gods say that they cannot break. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's – I mean, it, I think it also leads into uh, these sort of presumably rebellion that's going to be happening soon, or at the very least – turmoil slash conflict between the gods and the demigods because there is obviously the movement that uh, Luke is pushing with uh, the Titans and all uh, like sort of just the tension in between the gods and the children already. It feels like they've set up these very strict things of this won't happen. This doesn't happen often. We won't do this. We we can do this, but you have to do this. Uh, And that they kind of, it's showing us that they don't, those are just rules they made up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they can do whatever they want. And I think that one, if, Showing us this possibly means that they're going to try to put a more heavy emphasis on this and be like, hey, listen, if you can just break these willy-nilly, why didn't you do it here or why didn't you do it here? You can't use the rules as an excuse if you're just going to break them because you feel like it.
0: Right. Um, side note, it is important to note, Brett has not read the entire series. No, I have not. Um, so if this is completely
1: on or off base. <laughs> so I got no land, clue.
0: We're a to of ramble. ramble. Um, but I do, um, I think, I agree in the sense that... Obviously, we see that both Poseidon and Zeus break the rule that they set themselves. Mm-hmm. When they receive this quest after the Second World War, I believe, maybe the first, yeah, Second was, World War, the Second World War. Um, they just, they, I mean, they broke the rule, and mm-hmm. there's no consequences for it other than, ooh, maybe, maybe this child will fulfill this prophecy. Um, and we see that actually the only one that doesn't technically break the rule is Hades, and that's because when the prophecy is made, he goes, mm, "Children, Lotus Hotel, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and I guess that's where to go next is mm-hmm. the the characters we kind of want to talk about this this episode, um, and I guess we'll just go ahead and start off with the D'Angelo siblings.
1: Mm-hmm. We we've already covered them a little bit in loyalty, but I think it's, right. it's I think it's important to cover them a little bit more in depth.
0: Right, now. and they have they probably have one of my favorite backstories
1: is mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's fun it's intriguing it brings back what we already have they've been right. they don't really know what's going on with them they were stuck in the lotus hotel for
0: decades
1: I, yeah like what would it be like 60-ish years at
0: least if we estimate that the that this series takes place in like anywhere from 2005 to like 2010 yeah
1: it's that's yeah, almost exactly sixty years,
0: right? Because they they got yoinked after, and the in fir- like for, the in like forty five, yeah, right, right.
2: Because
0: yeah, they yeah, because they that's ask for you who's the who's the president? And they're like, oh, this person. Yeah, they, okay. Yeah. Who was the last president?
1: FDR. And, and like, they're huh. like, oh,
0: what? No, that's not correct. That's wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, and I guess I don't know the relationship between the D'Angelo the Angelo siblings, just really. I, I sympathize with Bianca. I get it. It sucks that she's, I mean, she's raising Nico. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. And Nico's time, also
1: a handful.
0: Right. He is such a little, little, little shit. Oh my God. Um,
1: <laughs> the glance at the time.
0: I was like, oh, yeah. D- check time. Okay. Uh, he's such a little, oh my God. I definitely, like if that was my sibling, I would have kicked him. I'd be like, Shh. He, silence he, child.
1: He, uh, he would, he would be a handful um, for sure. Um, I, I will I will say, though, I like that it's sort of – they're bringing in a character that is seemingly, like, very well-knowledged about these other things. Because, like, everyone else has been like, oh, yeah, I know about, like, this bit of Greek mythology because we were told about it or whatever. But, like, he's he seems because of his game he's, he's like, actively nerd. into these things. Like, he's nerdy about it. This is, like, his – He's like,
2: whoa, why, dude?
1: Yeah, he's like, oh. I, I also – I did like that, like I, – I wasn't sure if he was just taken off guard. But, like – um the Dionysus was like kind of about to like wreck Percy's stuff and then Nico pops in and goes Dude uh everyone says that you're like a bad card in Mythos and Magic but I really like your abilities. I think it's really neat. And like he he, he was like Uh Thanks. thank you and then stopped killing. I I don't know much about Dionysus, and in fact, I think he's a character, so maybe I can save right. a little bit for Well, it, this but. is the
0: transition, because I think I hit all my points on the D'Angelo okay. siblings.
1: Um, so
0: just keep on with your point about Mr. D'Angelo.
1: Uh, so Dionysus is, he, he's not a minor god, but he's, he's a newer one. Well,
0: he's in the, okay, so I'm going to give you time for uh, Greek mythology with Haley. Um, and I, I know this nothing. is evidence that I, in fact, hyperfixated on Greek mythology as a child. So technically, if I'm my memory serves, Dionysus actually started as a demigod.
1: Oh, did he?
0: Yes, and that's part of the reason I want to talk about his character. Okay, I didn't know that. That adds a
1: bit to it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, let me just pull up the the whew, history here. Now, um, and it, it's fifty fifty. It depends on what section of Greek mythology you're looking at. To you know, because of course there are multiple different theory, you know, yeah, different yeah. Uh, sources and, then there's and stuff. Roman,
1: which is like a fun yeah, yeah. new spin on it, right? It's with a but pack. um,
0: in in just Greek mythology, there are three separate. There's four separate parentage to Dionysus. Um, obviously, um, Rick Riordan operates under the idea that Zeus is his father. So that eliminates the last, the least common um, kind of parentage of Dionysus, mm-hmm. which is um, Ammonon and Amethea. Um, but then, of course, it's the three pairings of Zeus with either Zeus with a mortal woman by the name of um, Semele, I think is her name, um, and then the pairing with Zeus with Demeter or Zeus with Persephone. Just like, gross. Don't think about it. Because Persephone's technically a whole different thing. Um, so, in some sources, usually people attribute him to being a demigod. Um, and then, of course, he's granted immortality and godship. And he gets to sit on the Council of the Twelve, um, replacing Hestia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. I don't remember what you were going with with uh, the point of Mr. D. You just didn't know a lot about him. But that,
1: That's fair. Yeah. Um, the The point that I was getting at was that like he is sort of a, 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 a newer I, god yeah, yes. he, he's a newer god uh, and he, he's while he's not minor it does seem to be the vibe that, especially since he was set, set down here that they look down on him that's at the very least like he's been cursed he can't like right. drink his he can't drink his wine he has to stay here for a century um, and it, it, he's never really been like treated as like a fully fledged god it seems and Nico comes along and it was like I know that the sentiment usually is that you are not good, but I think these things you have are really cool. And even if that was just, even if that was just him like going like, uh, okay, that's weird. I don't know what you're talking about. I think that it at least seems to like maybe think he's the Nico's not too bad. And at at the very least, it seems that it would soften him up because I don't know about you, but in the other instances we've seen of him, I don't think he really would have offered his power up to. The other campers like he he gets the call and it's like oh hey uh you want me to just use some god powers and he's like all right ask me nicely and like i don't think that would have happened i think he would have asked like said please and be like sorry not feeling it and like hung up the right. IM. i i think there has been some serious growth from dionysus so far
2: yeah
0: and and i agree there and we see this i'm gonna give you a little, little snippet of a spoiler that doesn't come in for like 15 probably about 12
2: books. Whoa. So, okay. Um,
0: <laughs> but, but we see that Dionysus does favor Nico. Like, even later on in the series, he does. He has this, like, favoritism to Nico. Um, so I, I never thought about that it started the way back in Titans. <laughs> I never realized that. But, yeah, I just... I agree, because Mr. D's interactions with the campers are completely different in this book. We see him actually call Percy, Percy, multiple mm-hmm. times. And Percy's like, hey, you, you called, called me Percy. And it's he's like, like no, no, I did no. not
1: Peter Jackson <laughs> right. or Peter Johnson.
0: Like, no, 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 not me, not me. Um, And I think, like I said, I just, I don't know if Rick Riordan, I can't remember if Rick Riordan is writing from the theology that Dionysus is a demigod.
1: But it would I would think that would make sense. Right.
0: But, like, I think... I know. So his comment on um, – the comment he makes in the conversation with Percy about when he's talking about his wife, where he's like, you know, all demigods are the same. They just trash people and leave them behind the mm-hmm. shells of who they are. I think it's very interesting coming from Dionysus.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially because if you take him with that context and he asks like, Wait, you're married? Don't you like do X, Y, and Z and he just completely the subject? Right. It, it, I, I think that would imply like I'm not excluding myself here. Right.
0: And I just I think it's very I don't know. Mr. D, Mr. D has a very complex character. Mm-hmm. It's very Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> um and I guess our, our last character for the for the episode is Talia.
1: Yes. Uh so Talia, I'll start it off um talia is a character that i was excited for because first
0: off best aesthetic
1: yeah best aesthetic i think it's fun if they i know she's probably not gonna get much screen time but if if she shows up and she does lose that aesthetic i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> um <Six> time <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i i i think Tully is like interesting she has a fear uh like a, just a fear of heights in general uh, which is why she couldn't uh fly the bus why she's just sort of scared in the air in general and I think that that's that's a neat sort of take on things it shows that like the kids of the gods don't always have to be exactly like the gods themselves they can take in other personalities they are in, in like they are a different person in general and I, I think that that's nice for a starting point mm-hmm. um I also think it, it sort of shows once again there's this tension between Percy and Talia like they, sort of both don't want to come off as too like rude or abrasive to the other because they don't want to do anything that's going to set one or the other to like like start off on the end all of olympus prophecy uh but they know neither of them really know how to talk to each other um i i will say that like uh talia has like made a lot of things where she thinks and she's like listen do what i say and then uh percy goes against that and she goes look we didn't do it that's because you didn't do what I say
0: like it failed because you were stupid and he's like no it failed because your plan was awful and she's like no
1: yeah and then it's like they both it almost seems like there was a pattern of like one would say listen I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that and then the other one would still be like no I'm still mad at you Mm -hmm. Uh, and I I don't know I thought it was I thought it was a really weird dynamic but I did like it because I've
0: it it reminds me a lot of siblings yeah (laughs) like that's like the same kind of arguments I'd have with my sisters like you know like Mm -hmm. Hey!
1: Hey! You shouldn't. You should have shot this guy instead of that guy. <laughs> Right, right,
0: right. Like, how dare you? Like, oh, I told you, you know, do this very meniscal thing, and you failed. She's like, well, I failed because it was stupid. And I'm like, no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Also, I just love that we get this distinction. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep harping on on Percy and Annabeth's relationship because I just I love it Go so much. It. It's one of my favorite. Yet again, my like emotional support. <laughs> I was like, yes, like little like, fourteen year old Haley's. Like, yeah. Um. But, um. Obviously, Percy has that th- the line where, you know, Talia's like, what are you going to do about it, seaweed brain? Exactly. And he's like, I don't like what she calls me that. Only <laughs> Annabeth can call me that. Nobody else. How dare you? And, Tal- and then he's like, yeah, p- the pine cone face. <laughs> like, ten out of ten. Nice job, Percy. Good insult. Um, but we see that Talia has this untapped power. Mm-hmm. And and Percy does too, of course. Percy's is far more. He's like I don't, I don't like to be. I don't like to use it. I, I was like I, don't, I like,
1: don't like, I don't like using the water. I'll use I can it, I'll use I'll use it for dramatic
0: effect. Yeah. But we see. I mean, Talia is immediately like, "I'll barbecue you, kid. Don't don't test me. Mm-hmm. I'll do it." And I do like the duality of of Talia having the fear of of heights. It's very. I like that also. I like the fact that Percy's the one who realizes it. I think it says a lot to Talia's character that she's like nobody will know I can't be afraid of anything because guess what goth ain't afraid of anything <laughs> um but yeah because I also I just love the image of Talia just getting, getting kicking the shit out of Grover like come on dance dance <laughs> goat boy come on uh but yeah <laughs> MVPs and LVPs
1: okay um and then
0: we're then we're on the home stretch <laughs>
1: um alright so MVPs Uh, I think, I think MVP wise, I, I'm not sure what you're going to choose, but I, I have one that. I'll let you go first. I have about four that'll work. Okay. I, I, my MVP is going to be Artemis. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought it was very fun to have a God, like as an, an active player and almost teammate in this sort of thing. Uh, and, like, she, she was missing and they needed to save her, but it wasn't as if she was sort of a damsel in distress that was stolen away and there was nothing they could do to, like, save them. It was, she was an active, she was an active part of the story and she was actively, like, holding up the world and, like, straining from it. This is the first time we've seen, other than, like, Ares' like, ankle wound, like, a god that's actually in pain. Uh, and then as soon as she's out of there, she's basically right as rain again and starts fighting with the Titan again. I, I thought it was a really cool scene, the way that it was, like, maybe it was just because my mort- uh, like my semi-mortal brain couldn't handle it, but it looked like her form was shifting as she was fighting into bears, eagles, elks. Uh, I-, I thought it was neat to see, like, a full-on god fight that wasn't, like... Because uh, the-, the one between Percy and Ares was okay, but it-, it felt a little lackluster. Right. Um, but the the one here, I-, I liked a lot. I thought it was very fun.
0: I agree. Um, my MVP is going to be Dr. Chase. Oh, okay. Mainly because of the scene of him flying in yes. on the helicopter and just peppering everybody with... Was it a helicopter?
1: Breath. I thought it was a biplane.
0: It is a biplane. You're right. Okay, um, But we just see that, like, Annabeth's... Obviously, Annabeth's family situation has been uh, a constant thread throughout this. It's just not good. And now that the, the time that hurt her that she finally starts getting settled in, her dad picks up and leaves... And it's like, I, I mean, I have a little bit of a grudge against Mr. Uh, against Dr. Chase because he does that to Annabeth. And mm-hmm. I don't, but after getting to interact with him in the text, I don't know that he does it on purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we still see that he's a very goofy, very like, you know, he's like, ah, look at my, look at my little model tanks. Look <laughs> at them. Um, and he's just like a nerd. And we see, I mean, it explains why Athena fell in love with him or whatever, however that works, because mm-hmm. Athena's technically a virgin goddess, so you don't think about it too much. But... Um, but yeah, no. She Athena
1: was, she, was born of foam, I'm sure. No, Athena no?
0: was not born of seafoam. No, no, she Athena was sprouted was from the the line yes, of uh, the th- line or the
1: the thoughts. It yeah. was like the the mind. Sorry. Yeah, she uh, Athena was sprouted from the mind, so it could have she, just been like a, a similar thing,
0: right? And then well, Aphrodite was born of foam, Is what you're thinking?
1: That's what I guess.
0: Um, but no, like I don't know. Mr. Chase is really cool. He gets a lot of of ability to kind of be like annabeth listen i understand that it's hard for you to be in san francisco but i will do anything if you want to come back i'll do anything Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's okay um so kudos to him for being the lackluster parent where to go but he has a really cool really pivotal role in this book i Mm -hmm. think Uh, but yeah lvp
1: okay lvp <laughs> uh,
0: you're like immediate, You're like oh, i don't i don't
1: feel nice saying this lvp oh. i want to make sure that that's known. Okay. okay i don't feel good about saying this okay
0: L-V-P. You i'm right? not
1: gonna say who you, well maybe i, I know
0: am. i have like two options that i think you might say they'll be like ooh.
1: okay i'm gonna say bianca
0: oh okay never mind no? that was neither of my two okay
1: i, I thought I, you're gonna I, say
0: either percy or nico and i'm like
1: I was I was contemplating saying Annabeth just because she plays such a a minor role in yeah, this
0: yeah but one. girl does almost get crushed by the sky that's, not,
1: that's true I am just saying that if I was looking at it of like doing nothing at all she really didn't do much right, however right, right. I'm saying Bianca Bianca okay. is my LVP uh, mainly because uh, not only do not only do I think like that she doesn't really do much for mm-hmm. the story she's kind of just development for Nico and I'm never really a fan of that but like also like as we talked about she sort of just abandons her brother without really asking him like even even though he's cool with it it's still you probably should have been like hey listen brother uh person I've I've known all this time the the only person that like I've like raised and like my only family that I have to my name right now I'm going to leave bye. like at least ask something and I, I I thought that that was rude uh and un, uncalled for <laughs> um I also uh I think that if even if they were like even if you wanted to build up something like this with Nico, because I think it's an interesting way that you're taking it right now, um, I think that you probably could have done it better. Uh, like, like we said, have Bianca go to the camp, uh, realize that he's going to be in good hands, and as they say, ah oh, shoot, uh, we don't have we don't have enough hunters. Maybe uh, she's like Bianca's like I'll swear in as a hunter and I'll go with you, like something like that. I feel like would have made the emotional impact a little bit better, made her okay, feel yeah. better. Like, but with her death, it was sort of just like. Not only did she die off-screen, which didn't really like mean as much to me, but she—I didn't really care about her. So I think she right. did. She did, and for those reasons, I think she's my LVP.
0: Yeah, her like I said, like she really just serves the pivotal role of just being the catalyst for making Nico yeah. be like, "I hate it here." She is fodder. Yeah. Um. I don't see now. I have to try to think of mine, and I think I would probably say my LVP is going to be. Grover
1: Grover I think okay I can I, I can get that
0: um and I understand his reason for the distress call um but like I don't know Grover does a lot of very like low-key not gross things but like on that line we've talked about it before the Grover I think we've talked about it before where Grover's like a little bit on that line of like some of the stuff he does you're like oh
1: well, you Bud, didn't. Like yeah, I like because
0: him stalking the hunters outside the Artemis cabin. He's like, oh yes, I slept in the bushes outside the Artemis cabin to wait for them to wake up. That's how I overheard Zoe talking about her nightmare. Mm-hmm. That's so that, oh, that's that's gross, Grover. It's,
1: it's gross, and like they, they try to explain it by it's like, oh well, he's tied to nature so much, and they he's they just in
0: love and infatuated with with nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I just and like I don't know, and I understand why he was on the quest, but. He's used a lot of just as comic relief. Yeah. Um, So the only really, in my mind, the only pivotal role that Grover himself could have only done in this is when he is taking Bessie back to camp. He's like, Mm -hmm. Percy, you got to stop thinking about us. Think about, um, stop thinking about us. Just think about your fight. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep thinking about Bessie, she's going to appear wherever you think of her being. And. I think that's about the only role that Go- Grover could have done. And that's just because of the empathy link. Yeah. So yeah. That's hot that's take. fair. That's fair. Hot take. Grover's my LVP for this. It was between him or like Luke, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's beating the dead horse there. Luke's yeah. just bad. Um, But with that, I believe that is the end of the episode. Um, So yeah, make sure to uh, next week. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. <laughs> Jesus, it's late. We're recording this later than usual. It's bedtime. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, no p- think. Rat in head off wheel. <laughs> He's chewing the wires in the back. Yeehaw. <laughs>
1: um, I would say what the next book is, but I don't know the name of the next book, so oh. we're going to need Haley to hit on that <laughs> one. Rat
0: gets back on wheel. Um, The next book we will be reading, of course, uh, next week will be Battle of the Labyrinth. Okay um it's the fourth installment of course of the Percy Jackson series and I'm so this is all is this one's pretty good uh I'll be honest it's it's not it's it's not bad okay I'll
1: take that I'll take not you bad you get a
0: little bit more of a, of a if I'm remembering correctly there's a little bit more of a competition art going on too
1: competition
0: yes yes and Brett immediately sets up talent. yeah <laughs> If I'm remembering correctly, it's been a hot second since I've read that one. I usually fixate on this book specifically that's, when I reread the series. That so. is
2: fair.
0: I have a tendency to skip Battle of Labyrinth. I think the Battle of Labyrinth will be Labyrinth will be like for me that Order of the Phoenix was for you. I frequently just skip over it. And if I do manage to read it, it's just to skim it be like, oh, yeah, here's the two points that I remember. It literally sets void in my mind half the time that I'm like, that's one plot point. And I can only remember one plot point.
1: <laughs> well, uh, look forward to that uh, even longer summary then. by the <laughs> As good. we
0: both sit here in stroke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but but. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, see you guys later. Bye. You have been listening to The Classroom, a U92 production. Feel free to tune into our parent station, 91.7 FN of Morgantown, West Virginia. There will be a new episode of The Classroom live on U92 every Friday at 11 a.m. If you are out of our terrestrial reach, feel free to stream U92 at U92themoose.com. Easy enough, right? On our homepage, not only will you be able to find and stream new alternative music, but you can also quickly find our podcast and many other great ones produced by some of our friends here. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you all soon.